Welcome back, everybody. It's your time to add up on the Ed Up Experience podcast, where we make education your business for the final time here. It incites EDU. Maybe. Um, maybe. No, no, <laughs> I'm not doing it anymore. I'm only doing this one because I promised this young lady that I would, and, I, and she has a really cool initiative that I'm like, we got to get this on oh, the podcast. Yeah. But otherwise, um, and, and she was awesome at dinner last night, oh, where we had yes. the best table of... Uh, let's be honest. We had the best table. We had a good old time. We yeah. did. Um, and and uh, we've uh, we I think we've interviewed twenty five people here at Insights Edu, which uh, sets an all time record for us over a two day period. Previous record of twenty three. I, my voice is scratchy. My throat hurts. I'm tired. Um, but. I am so excited to to talk to my guest today, but I'm going to let her do most of the talk, and I'm just going to ask a couple cool questions. Ladies and gentlemen, here she is. She's Dr. Valora Richardson, Director of Digital Solutions and Innovation at the United, United Negro College Front and the product owner of HBCUV for Valora. No, it's not. It doesn't stand for Valora. It doesn't. <laughs> well, that's what I tell that's people. That's a good one. Right. I like that. I like that. Uh, Valora, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm glad that you decided to come back yes. uh, and get on this podcast. And we had a, a great conversation last night about HBCUV. Yes. Um, and I want to talk about that, but I want you to I want to wait on that. And okay. I want you to first talk about your role at the United Negro College Fund and how HBCU has come, uh, HBCUV has come to be. Tell me the whole story. Okay, I will. Um, and I'll try not to be too long with the story, right? No, you can go Stuff as long as you want. Just okay. go. <laughs> all right. So it all started back in 2019. I had an amazing job at a predominantly white institution. Mm -hmm. And I just loved the job. But I kept had this inner nagging. Like, <clears throat> Valor, you need to do something for your community. Mm. Just at the time I was having that reckoning with myself, I got an offer to co go work at a HBCU in Virginia. And, and your I, inner voice said, attention. <laughs> it sure did. <laughs> it absolutely did. And I took that big risk. And I started working there in 2020, January 2020. When I got there, I immediately realized that there was this huge disparity in where I worked from where I worked before. Because mm. there, there are 50,000 students, 5,000 faculty. I had 10 people on my staff, and we supported those faculty in learning digital technologies. So I was like, well, it's a small group of students and teachers. I can handle this. But then March happened. What happened in March of 2020? COVID. COVID. Are you COVID. kidding me? <laughs> yes. And so... Um, we were stuck. Um, and right we, after you started. Right after I started. So you were going to get 90 days in. Bam. Not 90 days. And so it was a struggle for us to really bring our institution and our faculty up to speed in online learning. Yeah. And so um, I stayed there for about a year. Then I came back home. Um, and just also in parallel to me working at um, the institution in Virginia, there is something going on at UNCF. Our, my leader, Ed Smith-Lewis, and my colleague, Julian Thompson, 
had this fantastic idea about developing a platform for HBCUs for online learning. Amazing. <laughs> and so um, they presented it to the leadership and the leadership said, nope, we're not mm. a technology company. We're going to put it on the shelf. Then March happened, COVID. And then they said, let's pull this off the shelf. We changed our mind. It, ch it changed their minds, yeah. yes. And then so um, our path collided in um, fall of 22. And I joined UNCF. And they asked me to lead this project. And it's called HBCUV. The V does stand for virtual, not Valora. <laughs> debatable. It's debatable, right? <laughs> um, it is a learning technology ecosystem that seeks to reimagine the HBCU experience in a virtual space. Uh, 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 amazing. Nice. So it's not. We're not trying to replicate it. We're trying to take the best of what it is in our HBCUs and manifest that in the online environment. Nice. So right now we have nine development partner institutions. Wow. That we're bringing together. And we started um, with 3,300 hours of research with those institutions, asking them what they wanted and what they needed. And so over the past two years, we've been working with our technical integration partners, um, Deloitte Digital, to build this platform. Um, and we say it's for HBCUs and by HBCUs. Tell them like it is. Nice. And it's absolutely that. So any most of the decisions we make are made with our development partners. We meet with them every week. Um, and I'm happy to say we had a soft launch in January of this year. Um, and if you could see the platform, you would say it is amazing. That is amazing. There you go. Right. <laughs> that that you. is amazing. <laughs> Doubt it up. Say it again. <laughs> that is amazing. I love it. <laughs> Nine institutions. Yes. How do you manage the personalities and priorities that come from those members of the nine institutions with a single product that's supposed to 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 realize all of those different i i know the vision's probably the same to serve yes. students at hbcus right but everybody might have different ways of coming at it right so um you said it a little bit already first of all acknowledging the commonalities there are a lot we understand that a what we're working, our institutions have a lot of commonalities, especially with challenges and with opportunities. Yeah. Um, and once we do that, um, we also realize that people or our institutions have different cultures themselves, mm -hmm. right? Right. Different politics, things like that. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> so what we end up doing is um, really taking individual time with each institution to understand what their challenges are, um, especially with the technical integration. Uh, each institution might not have a fully resourced IT staff. Mm. So we listen to them and we provide support where they need it. What happens next? 
Like what's, is there a, is it phased? Like phase one's a soft launch. We, we launch with X programs or right. Um, phase two X more programs or some other new technology. Can you talk about like, what's the, what's the hard launch? You know, is that coming down? So, So talk a little bit about how the, how, where you roll from here. Okay. So right now, as I mentioned, we have the soft launch. During this phase, we are working with our faculty to put courses onto the platform. Um, By fall of 2024, that's when we will have some about 18 courses with our pilot institutions. And then by spring, we will have more courses from those pilot institutions um, and more students. Undergrad courses, graduate courses, both and or? Undergraduate courses for now. And then we do seek in the future to have non-credit courses like certification courses. Okay. And then I think, and and I'm not sure if I made it clear, it's not just the learning management system. It's also a social engagement platform. How do you mean? So one of the highlights or main points of a HBCU is something called the yard. And on the yard is where the um, sororities and fraternities Uh, get together. Um, They -hmm. start, they have conversations. You can meet faculty on the yard. They can have different kinds of ceremonies and things like that on the yard and events. And so what we're doing is doing the same thing in this virtual space. There's a space where students can communicate with each other at their institution or across institutions. Mm. And then they can also share events. Hopefully we'll have live streaming from different campuses as well. Ah, so you've developed an online retention community almost, like an online engagement community because you know uh, the more connections you have, the more likely you are to stick it out if you... You know, you you get in this moment, you're a black student in HBCU, and we know one of the areas that HBCUs are dealing with right now, actually, uh, across the country is black men. There's not even many black men in college. Mm -hmm. So if you have moments where you're thinking about whether this is for you and you can connect with somebody that says, you know what, you can stick this out, because if you're online, you can be isolated. Right. So you have to reduce the isolation factor. Is that what what, what it's all about? Yeah, that's part of it. Right. Um, and we also want to provide opportunities for our institutions to have access to courses that they might not already have access to as well. Okay, so if I'm in one institution among the nine, yes, and I have a student that needs this undergraduate course for their major, may- maybe I'm not offering that course anymore, or maybe I... I'm not offering it for six months from now because of the cycle. Well, this institution over here, number seven, is offering it. Yes. And, and my student from my institution could take that course through HBCUV and it's offered by, it's like a consortial agreement almost, yes. offered for another, and we'll figure out shared revenue and all that kind of stuff. But it, my student remains at my institution, but takes a class at yours. Absolutely. Yes. So it allows, that's okay. I have ringing phones. That happen too. <laughs> that's my child. It's part of the game. I got two of those myself. <laughs> got two of those myself. Uh, this is really interesting. And, and how needed is this? in the HBCU community, HBCUV. Mm -hmm. It must be needed if it's continuing on, but how needed is it? Well, we're finding out that some of our institutions don't even have a LMS. Oh, wow. Um, And that's unfortunate because 
if you don't have online learning or the capabilities, it puts you at a disadvantage. Mm, big time. And so what we want to be able to do is to make this a community asset for our institutions. It's not like a traditional OPM. It's not even an OPM because our institutions own it from the very beginning. And so we're hoping that by the time we reach profitability, that our institutions will get a profit back from being on the platform. Tell me again how you went from digital uh, uh, director of digital solutions at United Negro College Fund to being the product owner of this. It, did did you have the reputation from the HBCU you worked at that if Laura could do this? How, how, how did you get named product owner? You know what? They trusted me. And they saw my credentials from what I've done before. Um, I was working on a master's degree in information technology. Um, and so that probably convinced them that I had some, some, some experience. And then I've also, I've always had a propensity for technology. Mm -hmm. um, and the product was already in motion. And they just needed somebody to drive it, it. To drive it, yes, with our... Um, technical integration partners. You're the product owner. Is is the product meeting your expectations so far? No. Mm. Why it, not? It's surpassing it. Oh. oh. She had me well for played. a second. Well played. She had me. I was like, <laughs> poker face. Tell me more. I'm never playing poker with you. Good poker face. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> it really is. When we saw, when I saw the product for the first time, in January, I was almost in tears wow. because, you know, our dis our students deserve excellence, mm -hmm. you know, high end, engaging environments. Yeah. And that's what this product is giving to them. Wow. I have, I have a question, Joe. Yeah. So you're here at uh, Insights EDU. Tell us a story about how you got here, your panel, what kind of questions they ask. How's it been so far? Oh, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> he only asks great questions once in a while. <laughs> once in a okay. while. I it's ask rare, them all though. the time. It's rare. Yeah, though. that's right. Yeah, yeah. It's Very a rare. tricky question, though. <laughs> um, one of my colleagues comes to Insights yeah. EDU all the time mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or has done it before. Mm -hmm. um, and she was. they needed someone to speak mm -hmm. on um, revolutionary products in course sharing. That makes sense. Yeah. And that's what we talked about. Got and it. we talked about some of the things that you asked about earlier about what are those challenges um, that we faced. And we talked about the different institutions, you know, and having different cultures, different types of politics on mm -hmm. the campus mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. that you have to work through. Yeah. But one thing that we're fortunate about is that UNCF is a trusted partner for these institutions. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if anybody else could have done this, mm -hmm. right? Because we have a long-standing relationship with these institutions. We're celebrating our 80th anniversary mm -hmm. this year. And so when we say we want to help you, they believe it. Yeah, right. It's like the third-party trust and the, the, the pedigree, the focus, knowing that mm -hmm that you, the UNCF is looking out for all the institutions, that there's no yeah. agenda other than serving right. black students. Right. That's the only way you can get it done. Right. 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 
I want to give you space right now. What else do you want? I, not physical space. What, <laughs> she's looking around. I want to give you the space on the mic. I don't want to ask you a question, but I just want to give you the microphone to close us out. Say anything you want about HBCUV, anything else we need to know or you want to say. Well, HBCUV is Black Education Reimagined. Um, and it's not just for African-American students or Black students. Um, we believe that what we learn and what we're doing with this product will help all students in some form or fashion. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. We, I, I will tell you that um, um, uh, one of the things you have to have in this business when you're doing the hard work like Laura is, is a sense of humor. <laughs> and we were laughing pretty good last night, <laughs> having a good old time. Um, you can't take yourself too seriously yeah, and you can't, right. you have to know that everything you're doing is, is to serve students. And we applaud you in this effort. Um, HBCUs serve, I think, only two or three percent of the overall population, but growing mm -hmm. um, and have uh, received some recent philanthropic dollars from Mackenzie Scott and seen a resurgence uh, in enrollment in yep. many cases, have yep. great university presidents, many of which we've interviewed yes, here on the absolutely. podcast. Yep. Uh, so congratulations to you, Laura, for hitting the soft launch. Oh, thank you. I appreciate this opportunity, too, to talk with you today. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here. She's your guest today, Dr. Vlora Richardson, Director of Digital Solutions at the United and Innovation at the United Negro College Fund and product owner of HBCUV. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you just ed up. Wow.